0: Yeah, it's your boy, mm-hmm. Mario Quinn. 2019, 2020, coming in full effect. Level up music group. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jack. Uh, gotta give it up. Started from the bottom, but I climb my way up. Level up studios. That was all up in my thoughts, so I put it in a pot and I mix it all up. Uh, Wrote it down like 2013, I was chilling with my queen trying to my All right, all right, all right. Peace and love, family. What's going on? It is your boy, Mario Quinn. And we are here with a special edition of the Level Up podcast. As you all know, um, our nation and the world really has been um, involved in a serious pandemic with uh, COVID-19. Um, and so we've been you know, forced to stay home and practice social distancing. Um, Mm -hmm. However, you know, the Level Up podcast is a a huge part of what we do at Level Up Studios and a huge part of our mission. And so we wanted to make sure we can continue uh, to deliver really dope content and introduce you all uh, to to really amazing people who are doing dope things here in the the city of Pittsburgh. Um, So super, super excited um, uh, to be doing this. We're doing a, a Zoom video Uh, today Um, so you know bear with us it's our first time doing this Um, but this is episode uh, 61 um, of the level of podcast I believe if it's not 61 or 62 I think it's 61 Um, but don't quote me we'll figure it out Um, but without further ado family I'd like to introduce my very very special guest Uh, this man um, is a super talent here in the city of Pittsburgh um and someone who was like, yo, I need to get on this podcast. And I'm like, let's make it happen, fam. So um, you know, he is in the building and and without further ado, I'd like to introduce my boy, Dre Dior. How you feeling today, brother?
1: What up, what up? How are everybody doing? I'm actually all right. Just
0: chilling. Eight o'clock, you know how it is. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's dope, man. Well, I appreciate you uh taking the time to join me uh this evening. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I know, you know, there's a bunch of uncertainty and confusion going on. So, you know, I really appreciate you just, you know, taking the time to uh, make this happen. Um, But without further ado, I'd like to get right into the interview. Um, You know, don't Mm want to waste any time. If you can just kind of tell the people, um, you know, a little bit about yourself and what it is um, exactly that you do here in the city of Pittsburgh and, of course, abroad. All
1: right. So what do I do? My name is Dre Dior once again. Uh, what I like to do is I like to change the dynamic of everyone likes to stay isolated from each other.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I know we're talking about COVID right now, but I mean, like, musically, um, I try to work with everybody, um, be cool with everybody. Everybody tries to know my name. I know their name. Because mm-hmm. so, at the end of the day, we need each other to get further into mm-hmm. the um, game that we want to be into. Mm-hmm. So this industry, we need partnerships, we need friendships, we need we need collaborations, we need people pushing each other's music out. You even got to like the person, but just you know, push the stuff out if it's doing something that you know is positive for Pittsburgh. That's what I so I try to do that me and my group, and like I got like a lot of affiliates that I'm cool with. So at the end of the day, that's all I try to do: spread um, love and music. You know. Okay
0: now um talk a little bit about uh you know i know obviously the genre of music that you do but if you can talk a little bit about the how, like how you classify um your genre um
1: i try not to put myself too much in a box but i'm definitely straight up like, like i could say um late 90s to 2010s okay me. Uh, you know, like a kind of a. I could do neo soul. I could do hip, you know, straight hip hop. I could do, the trappy sound. It's, you know, I just I try to be as versatile as I can. Right. And so I can work with anybody in a way. Right. And try to work in my way to if I'm not talk about trapping, I can talk about how the other people was in the trap and how they probably feel and the cause and effects. You know.
0: Right. Right. Kind Kind of. Kind of. Um you know, putting your, like you're, an, you're an uh, outside spectator, you know, you've seen these things, even though you're not necessarily in, involved, you you know, the nature of what's going on. You can speak. Right. Dope. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I heard you, Um, you know, during my first question, you said something really profound Uh, where you, you, you said that you try to uh, work with other people and be a partner in that uh, collaboration to you um, is extremely important. Why is that? Because you, you, you don't hear a lot of, you know, uh, Musical artists saying that, especially mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh, a lot of independent folks, you know, they're very, it's very clickish here in Pittsburgh, right? Um, where, you know, there's pockets of like different types of people who make music, right. you know. Um, and, and I know that we're really trying to create this like Pittsburgh voice, but why, why is it important to you for us to be willing and open um, to working with other people? Um,
1: because
0: it's just like music is, other than
1: rapping with each other, Mm-hmm. And singing, whatever it's a business, so you need to get some partnerships. Mm-hmm. Um, because if I'm rapping with this dude who doesn't have like the same sound as me, if I'm on his track, I could get some of his listeners,
0: mm-hmm.
1: they could get some of my listeners, right? If I'm working with her, she could probably be from another state. I got some of her listeners now, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. now they'd be like, Oh, who's this Dre Dior dude? Mm-hmm. Oh, who's this Ramon dude? Mm-hmm. Oh, who's this Shamar dude? You know, at the end of the day, we'll all be like a, a, like a plant growing into, because at the end of the day, you see Atlanta, they put each other on, Mm -hmm. West Coast, at the end of the day, they could be a Crip and a blood and they still working together. Right. Like they're still pushing each other out there. Right. So at the end of the day, like you feel like you're not growing anywhere if you're stuck trying to work with yourself and a place you're trying to build into.
0: Now, is there like a, a level of uh, quality that you look for, or are do you say this in a way like, let's say you know, now obviously I'm dope, but let's say I wasn't, <laughs> like let's say I was mediocre. Like, would you would you still take the time to work with that person, or are, are you more interested in like, hey, this is how I can help you. Let me help you with your, you know, your writing or or you know maybe your beat selection and stuff like that. How do you think about it? Uh,
1: I think it all depends on the chemistry we get. Mm before if they're not like they're not like lyrically like on par we have definitely have to have the chemistry um sure. we can make it work right. um sometimes you know I could probably write a verse and they'll have something out like Are you sure you want to do this before we do it but yeah. I don't want to you know sure. at the end of the day you it's always a competition you know you don't want to be caught slipping Right. So at the end of the day, that's how I feel.
0: <laughs> right. no, I, I hear you. I just, I was just wondering your yeah, your perspective on that. Cause it's, it's interesting, man. Cause I'm very like, personally, I'm the type of person, like I'm very like accepting of people. You know what I mean? Right. Like I kind of try to meet people where they are. Um, right. Cause I, I have, I believe that I have a talent of like kind of exposing people to their, their greater selves artistically. Mm-hmm. Um, right. you know, I feel like everyone has that potential. It's just like unlocking that. A lot of times when people aren't really good it's because mm-hmm. they're not being who they truly are. They're trying to imitate something that they saw. And so right. I, I try to help them unlock, you know, what, what makes you unique and different, whether that's, you know, visual art, dance, music, etc. cetera. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I was just interested in seeing how you thought about that. Um, all right. So my, ne- my next question, I kind of want to dive deep into like your journey as a, as a musician. Um, you know, I you know me personally. I didn't start start off like oh, I'm gonna do music. It kind of like you know, life happened. Things you know, experiences right. came into my life, and then I was like, whoa, music is something that I'm really passionate about that I never knew I was had a talent. I mean, can you talk a little bit about you know that moment or what led up to that moment of you deciding you know what I'm gonna take this music thing serious? Uh, so we can start. I've been rapping since I was eight. Mm-hmm.
1: I always had like this idea, like I like the rap, right. you know? Even though my first artist ever and my favorite artist ever was Michael Jackson, I was always having that mindset, like I needed to rap about something. Mm-hmm. And then my cousin who used to be in the older generation, um, early 2000 generation, um, his name is P. Coles. Mm-hmm. He was a part of the Cash App group. group, And um, he, he saw I had potential, Like during that time, I didn't, I was like high school. I didn't really know how to write a 16. I just knew like, you know, like it had to be at least 45 minutes,
0: (laughs) 45 (laughs) seconds, not 45 (laughs) minutes, 45 (laughs) seconds.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then at the end of the day, he was just like, I'm gonna take you to the studio. And then um, start rapping in the studio, learning how to make a song, Mm -hmm. not just straight bars all the way through. Mm And then I started listening to other artists like, you know, like Kendrick, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Busta Rhymes, everybody. I listened to everybody so I can get a grasp on how to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I took a couple, like two years of break. And then I finally said, you know, I got to take this serious after I met my boy Shamar. Mm -hmm. And uh, my boy Ramon I took that serious after a while because I was like you got I mean I got the potential to do it right and I should have done it I felt like I was missing something because I was 22 mm-hmm. when I dropped my first project not 22 I was shoot I was 20 and I was like dang I'm 25 whenever I dropped 60 percent human and then I was like, dang, I'm missing something. Like, mm-hmm. those years been missing, I could have been performing and everything. So I just started performing at two, 24. Oh, wow. The first time. So I've been taking it mentally serious. But now I actually, when I started getting on stage, that's when I really took it seriously. Okay.
0: Dope, yeah. man. So um, I was, I was going to ask, because one of the things that I noticed about you that, like, because, like, you know, when I saw you for the first time, I was like, who is that? First of all, mm-hmm. um, but I, we were at, um, was it one live that I did the show? It was out in the north side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, man. And it was, it was one of the dopest experience. I mean, just like pure hip hop. I'm like, oh my God, I've never seen nothing like this. in Pittsburgh. just from the vibe, you know, you walk in, everybody got a freaking blunt in their mouth. It was just, <laughs> like, oh, like, I was like, I wasn't ready for all this smoke. But one of the <laughs> things that I noticed that really stood out is before the performances really popped off, I noticed that you were on the mic and you were just like freestyling just off the dome. And I was just like, I'm like, Hey, yo, bro, is that a written? They like, no, nah, that's freestyle. Cause, and I was so impressed. I'm like, bro it's so hard. Like, like, cause you know, I f- can freestyle, but it's like 90% yeah. of the time I'm not making no sense. You know what I'm saying? But like, you just hey, really, <laughs> you just really had this thing where I was like, yo, he's really going in off of it. You know, it, even though I could tell at certain points you were just playing around really um can you talk about like you know the difference between your ability to freestyle and write like what what happened first did you did you start off freestyling or did you start off writing or did you just kind of like one day just kind of did both at the same time
1: actually um you mean like in general like when I started well free I would freestyle with my friends in high school okay but you know it was like it all depends on the B in the pocket. So mm-hmm. it's like, that's how it always started. But like writing it down is actually harder. Like I had to learn how to do it. Cause I was like writing this down. I always like the guy, like my friends were like, yo, got to write these down because i always just freestyle it but i like say the hardest stuff and then don't actually write it down uh,
0: so but I say-
1: half of the so half of the mess i probably said <laughs> was like dang I, I still don't know it now I was like i right. said it sounded cool so right, right.
0: right. but well, the good thing nowadays man you can freaking record that shit right on on your phone but i'm gonna freestyle i'm gonna just hit record right. on my audio joint and and whatever i you know here later on i could use for something you know what i'm saying so at least that's the beautiful part Um, but yeah, man, definitely, definitely super talented at freestyle. I was really, really impressed with that. Um, and so I was interested in knowing, um, so talk a little bit about, um, I know you mentioned, uh, you dropped a couple projects, um, Mm -hmm. you know, one when you were uh, 20 years old and then just recently, I I believe you said 60% human. if I'm not mistaken,
1: can you talk a little bit about, uh, those projects? Uh, Okay, my first project that was on is on SoundCloud now, actually. Um, Dre Dior, D R E D I O R. Um, the first project was called D Reflection. Um, and it's pretty much of a. I kind of, growing up, I did. I liked Eminem, like I still do, yeah. but like, mentally, I could feel that, like his split persona of mm-hmm. Eminem. Marshall Mathers Mm -hmm. and Slim Shady. So I always had like a darker self that people didn't know about me. So I always put that in music form. Mm -hmm. So I had my Dre De Yourself and then I had this darker self that said whatever I felt. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I used to just had a real aggressive tone. That's what people don't notice. Like I'm always sound, I sound quiet. Right. Or I'm always, like, the cool one in there, always smiling. Right. And then I get on stage, I, I turn into um Dr. Right. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Like, <laughs>
0: yeah, you <know>? yeah, right. <laughs> so, he's so, like, did this
1: nigga
0: just turn into the Hulk? What the hell right. <laughs> right.
1: right. So, it's, like, pretty much that's what it's taken after. And I'm speaking about real stuff at the same time. You know, mm-hmm. I could talk about something being in a cool vibe. Or I could be talk about, like, how the war going on outside. Like, I would say what's real. Um, and then 60% human, it's based off of how it's black issues. Mm -hmm. So, I'm talking about you know, from the work office to police brutality to, um, shoot, like, whatever's going to go happen there, like, in the future. Um, speaking from perspective, like. I'm watching all of this happen and that's why one song is called Watch the World Cry. Mm. And it goes from, you know, being great from black excellence and seeing like your mom and dad doing all this stuff for their black son or daughter to move forward mm-hmm. and then they get shot down from something stupid like police brutality. Right. Mm. So Pretty much that's what I speak on. And I try to also motivate people to feel great. Like um, the song, get a grip, you know, you could lose a job any day, but pushing forward and keeping, mm-hmm. keeping like a, a good mindset, go get the next job, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: do something great, go start a business.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: that's that's all I think.
0: I think that's the wonderful thing too about us as a people, as as black people, is like we have this innate skill to persevere through anything. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like we've been through hell and back and back and forth and we still out here top of the culture, fashion, music, film, (laughs) like comedy, sports. It's like motherfuckers can't Instagram, all that. We out here killing it, you know? And so it's like I love that message and I think it's it's super important and like, you know, sometimes, you know, people can look at those things and, you know, try to say that it's corny, but I think, you know, in the way that you're talking about it, it's, it's, it's very, um, it's, it's very interesting to see how you're, you know, speaking on those things. You know, you're not just like, oh, black power in, in a typical way, you know what I mean? You're You're talking mm-hmm. about different aspects of what it means to be black from different perspectives and I think that's really dope. Um, and right. so, is that project? Um, what? Is, where can people find that project if they wanted to take you, a listen to that? You can
1: find it on SoundCloud, but you can find you can find it on all um, major platforms: Apple Music, SoundCloud. You could buy it on iTunes, five dollars on iTunes, I believe. Okay. Um, you know, um, Spotify. You can listen
0: to it anywhere. Else. Okay. Dope, dope. Um, you, heard, yeah. you heard him. It's on all platforms. Sixty percent human. Is the uh the name of the project? And how recently uh did you release this project?
1: Uh, it's actually it's year's birthday now, so it's one years old now. Um, nice. three fifteen, two thousand nineteen. It came out. Okay,
0: dope, dope. So that's brand new, y'all. Cause that, in in the music world, it's like I've had out al- the same album out since <laughs> twenty seventeen, <laughs> dogs. <laughs> but like you know, and, hey, only a couple people heard it, so in my eyes, it's brand new. Just dropped. Yeah, it was always needed <laughs> somebody, you know exactly. Um, that's dope, man. So I want to get into the next part because I'm super, super interested. As you know, I did a podcast with Shamar. He was actually one of my last podcasts at the studio. I think he was, like, mm. second to last that I did at the studio before this whole uh, pandemic. Um, and, you know, he spoke very highly of you, uh, Ramon, and, of course, uh, you guys' uh, conglomerate or group, Black Fountain, uh, which is really dope. Can you talk about, um, you know how you met these guys uh you know what that relationship is like and your from your perspective what black fountain means
1: uh how do we come up with black fountain all right so actually i made the name okay so <laughs> <laughs> i gotta say it i gotta say it. i already told shamar so i'm gonna have to say it man right, i'm right. the one who named it um <laughs> how it happened i have a mutual for me and shamar have a mutual friend. Um, mm-hmm. And it was funny because I was always rapping by myself, and my boy, he was like, "Yeah, my boy, uh, Dre, he's nice." We, we used to play the game on PlayStation, um, PlayStation Three. Just sit there and um, play um, DC versus Cat. What's it called? Uh, Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Just sitting there playing that. He's like, "Yo, Shamar, he's nice. He's he could rap." And so you know, me and Shamar used to sit there and like do like freestyles. He's like, "All right, um, pick a word," and we're just mm-hmm. sitting there freestyling off of that, and then. I was like, yo, we need to um actually go to the studio, like, whenever you're ready. This is what I was mentally getting back into the groove of uh, right, right. rapping and taking it serious and going to the studio. So, to the studio. Um, Then he brought Ramon up. He was like, yeah, I got this dude I work with. He's nice, too. Mm-hmm. I was like, for real? I was like, so he said, I'm going to bring him to the studio. And I was like, all right, bet. Then we just, like I said, me and Ramon's first song together was, I think we just met, and our first song together was uh, "Watch the World Cry," mm. and just that's when everybody heard who I it was. Like out of nowhere, I'm just sitting there quiet in the studio, everybody laughing, and mm. all you're yo, and then it was like, oh <laughs> shoot! <laughs> I'm like, yeah, is this? <laughs> so I was like, yo, you got a verse? Right. He's like, yeah, I got a verse, cause I didn't, I didn't really know my second one, so I was like, you know, go ahead. Right. So we threw him on there. Now I was like, yo, we should just be called, you know? And I was thinking, I was like. I think I was thinking about the cover on um, what's it called? What's the Commons out? Al- what's Commons' album called? Something about with the water found box of chocolates. No, which one is it? It's like a green cover. I forgot. Yeah, I forgot. and it has the light on it. This is like how that song's on there.
0: Okay, okay, I uh, uh, I don't remember the name, my damn self. So. Right, and uh.
1: There's a picture, you know, it's like a black girl, a little black girl, drinking from a water
0: fountain, oh, and yeah. that's
1: when I was like, it's, yeah, uh, so.
0: like water for chocolate.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. So, um, I was just like, a black water fountain mm. is for us. You know, everybody always shits on it, pretty much. Mm-hmm. It's always it. Every time you see a black water fountain, black only water fountain, always fucked up, mm-hmm. and. So I was like, "This is like our music is our fountain. Mm. Everybody comes to that to listen to get some nurture, water, drink. You know, you know mm. what I'm saying. So that's why I call it Black
0: Fountain.
1: Mm. And it's like it's not like separating um, people that are not black, but it's just like this is our water fountain, right? Fountain of youth. like This is what keeps mm-hmm. us together." So that's why I was like, yeah. And then Ramon was like, nah, I don't like that. Mm. So I just sat on it. You know, two out of three people was like, you know, Shamar was like, yeah, I do like that. And then I was just sat on it. And then I just went to like a level up show. And then I told about (laughs) Black Fountain to um, Island Boy. And he's like, yeah, that's not hard. So he's like, yeah. So he introduced us. Like, yeah, so we got these dudes from Black Fountain, Dre Dior, and Shamar. And then Yancey comes in later. And then sooner or later, he starts getting, like, okay, yeah, I'd be like,
0: right. <laughs> I, I was <laughs> like, right. It's interesting because you're taking something technically, like, in that day during the Jim Crow era that was really a negative thing. You know, segregation at its finest. Um, but you're, you're taking that, that awful thing and you're, and, you're, and you're twisting it. You know what I mean? You're making it into a, a positive. It's like, well, what does water do for the body? You know what I mean? It nourishes you. You can't live without water. You know what I'm saying? Right. So um, I, I just I think that's so dope. Like you know, to, it, again, that's like you know, rising from the fire to become the phoenix. You know what I mean? Um, right. You know, being the, being the rose that grew out of concrete. It's like that same kind of concept, and I think um, you know, it, it's important. It's important to you know acknowledge. Like, look, these this is where you know, in a lot of ways, especially just in America, where you know we come from. You know what I'm saying, but you know now it's like if you look at the music industry, it's like the top shit is hip hop, is black music. You know what I'm saying? It's like people gravitate toward it. You know, on such a on such a high level, it's like I mean we real really dominate the industry as a whole. And so I think it's I think it's a really dope and smart way to to use that name. And uh, I I knew that because Shamar had mentioned it to me. Um, you know, but I just wanted to see if the stories added up. You know, you never know what it means to one, you know, it might mean something different to somebody else. Um, Mm -hmm. Dope, man, yeah, and Ramon, I mean, he's such a dope I remember I first heard him at a Level Up show, I forget what show it was, but I was like, I was outside smoking a square, I was just chilling, and next thing I know, I'm like, I hear some hip hop, you know, everybody else is doing trap, and I have nothing against trap, I love me some ratchet music, but, you know, it's rare, seldom, that you hear, you know, actual, intelligent, Mars, mm-hmm. and so when I heard him, spin, I'm like, "Oh my god!" And so hearing hearing you you two together, and hearing you three together, is just so dynamic because you know I feel like you both you and Shamar have like like you have like a rugged yet smooth kind of sound, you know. Like yeah. remind he's very like he's very like he just remind me of like a New Yorker Philly nigga. He just he just got mm-hmm. it like that, and like you and you and uh, Shamar, y'all have this like very rugged, you know intense kind of sound but it's still like smooth and it's still lyrical. Um but right. it, it and the but the contrast it just really balances it out. And um so I'm really I'm really excited for you guys and what you what y'all are gonna bring to the table in the future. I mean I feel like Pittsburgh really needs you guys um in the scene. You know the scene wouldn't be the same without you. So I'm excited, you know, to know you guys and again excited to see what you guys have uh coming up, you know, soon. So really dope stuff. Man. Um All right. So I'm going to get into um, a lot question. I asked this Mm. question because you know what? We human and you know, things, you know, you know, Mm. make us tick, I guess. Um, What would you say, Mr. Dior? What is your number one? No, no. Just something. It's just like, mm -mm, not for me. Nope. (laughs) you mean like musically or you mean no no it could be anything in life like so i tell people it could be something serious or something goofy normally the example i give is like ever since i was a little kid i was traumatized by like stepping on really gross mushy stuff um one one day i was walking down the street and i stepped on something and it mushed and i didn't pay it no mind and then i looked back to see what it was and it was a dead bird and ever Mm. since that moment anytime socks barefoot shoes don't matter if I step on anything that is awkwardly soft I'm jumping up like a cat it just I, I can't do it it freaks me out or like you know pe- metal scratching together I can't do actually uh right just it sends a chill up my spine that's just unreal you know um so that's right. me, that's like a no-no but if I was to say it on, on a serious level it'd be like you know I really I don't appreciate people who lie you know or people who try to one-up other people. You know what I'm saying? Like, they tr- just to mm-hmm. make themselves look better, you know? Uh, so you can choose which route, or you can, or you can answer both ways. Shoot.
1: Uh, honestly, I'm going to say I grew to be scared of heights now. I grew to be scared of heights.
0: I am. <laughs> but I'm scared of heights, too. But I, I'll still get on, like, a roller coaster and shit, as long as I know I, I, I'm strapped and I'm, I'm in right. there. But, bro, I work at Pitt, right? And I work right. in the posvar Hall. And where the escalators is located, there's this this opening, and it's just like you look down. I'm like, there's if you slip, right? There's nothing, you done, you know. And I'm like, bro, I'm so shook. And my office is right there, so as soon as I come out my office, there's this big gaping hole. It with a mm-hmm. wall there, you know, like the wall is like you know up to your, your rib cage. But still, if you like, mm-hmm. there's a wet floor and you slip, man, oh my god, yeah. There's right. <laughs> so, that's, that's
1: exactly what. Um, a roller coaster is what made me scared of heights after that. Oh, um, Tell me about that. Uh, what's it called? <coughs> Six Flags, the Millennium Force. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I was like, it was my stepdad. He, um, he was, like, he was like, forced me on every ride, but I was like 10 or 12, you know, one of those, you know, and I was just like, I don't really want to. Oh no! And then I saw how he forced me on there, and then I seen it when it went all the way up. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I see it go down. It stops, like it, it hangs there for a hot second. Right. Then you see it go straight, steep down. I was like, yo. I felt like I was sliding out of the thing. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> ever since that, I was I'm like, no.
0: Nah, I feel <laughs> you, bro. Like, roller coasters <laughs> are scary as shit. But I love them. I love that. It's like once you get past the scary part of it, it's like, it's, it is fun. It's like, oh, that was crazy as hell, but I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's he said. It just hangs there. That's the worst <laughs> feeling. When you don't know when you bought the drop, bro, you're just like, oh, oh, there's a, there was a ride at Kennywood that's like that. I think it was called like the swing shot, bro. And right. it like, not only does it go up, but it swings back and forth and rotates at the same time. And right. I was like, no, no. I, and my clicker didn't click. I was like, no, I can't. <laughs> Never again out exactly. never get on that ride, bro. That shit was the scariest shit I've ever known. So I feel you on that, man. I feel you on that. But uh yeah, thank you for sharing that, man. I appreciate you. So um, so tell us about um, you know, you, you got you got this project out, it's on a, it's year anniversary, you know, you're in a in a new group. Um, you guys are making things happen. How do you mm-hmm. see the next five years um playing out for for you personally and for you uh as Black thumb? um
1: personally if we keep because we just we already had a show in detroit Mm -hmm. um that was in december sadly we were supposed to go there well like two weeks ago but of course everything has been canceled Mm -hmm. uh i think that if we just keep staying focused and thinking outside of pittsburgh Mm -hmm. um you know, going to we went to Philly as well. So it's like, you know, we keep doing music outside of Pittsburgh and try to, you know, keep a good um like I said, the business thing, like mm-hmm. get to know good people. Mm-hmm. We should I think in five years we would shoot, we might be like the team that like the group that people would be like, Oh yeah, like we gotta go to that show. We gotta go to that. Oh yeah, he's um having a concert out in Cali, you know, you know. Mm-hmm. -hmm. I feel like, or we're going to be already out there, you know, like living there.
0: I I can see you guys collaborating with like Dreamville heavy. I just feel like (laughs) not at that caliber. Like, I can see it. Like Black Fountain. Earth Gang. (laughs) You know what
1: I'm saying? Yeah, I'll be ready for that. I like, yeah, I like, I listen to J.I.D., I listen to Mm -hmm. Earth Gang, I Mm -hmm. listen to my girl, Ari Lennox, Mm -hmm. you know. So,
0: and I just wanna hug. I just wanna hug from her on a lap. <laughs> laugh. <laughs>
1: that's, that's how me, I feel
0: man. about Rihanna. I'm like, I just wanna right. hug Rihanna just one, for the one time. You know, it's like. No. Tell the boys about
1: it. Right.
0: But, <laughs> I gotta hug Rihanna, son. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was under her umbrella. Right, saying.
1: right. Like, that's it, like, I'm okay with that. Like, so yeah, like that, I like, to, I would definitely like to work with TD, you know, That's that's my big group that I want to work with the most mm-hmm. like rock um schoolboy mm-hmm. you know Kendrick SZA sir everybody yeah, yeah so that's that's why I could see us doing in 5 years cuz um like how since we're not like a group group we are a group but we're like individual artists I could see us all just being great you right. know one could just you know as a group, we can either, I don't know, break off, but either way, we'll always be like Black Fountain when we come right, together. Right. So that's
0: yeah, how I, mean, I feel. I, I think it's like, it's, like it, it, it's a group, but it's more so of a movement than it is like, we're a band, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, no, we, we're, we're under this umbrella of, of thought process really, and how we maneuver, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. In, the, in, the, in the context and content of our music. Um, I, th- I think that's, that's what makes it special, you know what I'm saying? Instead of like, we're a Black Fountain, the band. You know what I'm saying, right? It's more of a movement. It's something that people can get behind. You know what I'm saying? Um, just based on what I heard you say. Um, so I, my my next question is, um, I got I got two really really interesting questions that I've never asked before. Um, but the first one is, um, you know, what what do you think is the most like valuable business lesson you've ever, you've learned um, about the music industry? Is if that makes sense? I said that right. I kind of learned that
1: I wouldn't say really is like a a business thing, but I guess Um, it's like dating back to what you said about working with like mediocre artists. Mm, Okay. Um, you should know when to put, like, how serious you want to be. Do you want to put like, it's like your every song you do or every song you're on is like a resume. Right. So if you put yourself in that predicament of like being on this trash song, it may be cool to, oh, I mean, i I, wrapped a nice verse on it, but I still won't mess up your um, resume up it. Right, right. Because it would be like, you know, somebody could hear that person's verse and be like, oh, that's trash, and just turn it off. Right. And then you'll never you'll never get your verse out. Right, right. Like technically, you might like, you hear that verse.
0: No, nah, I turned it off after. Right. Because the first. So. Track. <laughs> <laughs> right. Literally, they said, "What do they say?" It's like the first sixty seconds of um the song, like or not even sixty seconds, it's like ten seconds of the song. If like the first ten seconds ain't fire, people turn it off. It's just what we do. It's like we need to be, mm-hmm. you know, it needs to be entertaining and capture, you know, grab yeah. us immediately. And so I, I feel that. I feel that. Yeah that's real that's real i mean i yeah. think i think too a lot of artists don't think about themselves as as a brand and as a business you know like mm-hmm. I, I feel like there needs to be a shift in language it's like yes you're an artist as like that's what people know but understand that you're you yourself you're a brand it's like mario quinn it's like my name is mario quinn Lyles. that's my name but my mm-hmm. brand is Mario Quinn. That's why, you know, it's in logo form. It's, you know, I have MarioQuinn.com because it's a, that's the business, you know what I'm saying? I think people, a lot of local, you know, or underground folks, you know, that are, that are local, you know, don't really understand that aspect of it. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's, that's, that's a big conversation to be had, you know? And I think it's folks like you and I that need to, you know, hey, bro, you a brand. How, how, mm-hmm. when everything you do, every, you know, every track you're on, you're representing yourself, you know? Um, you know, and it's always, you can always turn back from that too, though. It's like, you know, you, we all make mistakes, you know what I'm saying? So like you, right. you, you get one tr- trash feature you, or you're on a song that the person ain't really that good. It's like, okay, first impression, but you could always bounce back. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. not the end of the world. <laughs> exactly. So... That's why you. That's why you put it on SoundCloud. So, right. You know. <laughs> put that on iTunes.
1: Bro. Right. You start on SoundCloud, real
0: quick. <laughs> put, that on, put that on iTunes, boy. Keep that on Apple Music, boy. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, my my next question, and then we're we're getting down to it. I'm looking at the time. We're making great time. Um, I had a, Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, what was my second question? So obviously, we're going through a pandemic. How have you guys been dealing with like? still maintaining a sense of productivity during this time? What are some things that you've done or even if they're, you know, things that have worked for you that you can share with other people?
1: Uh, stay. Okay. So this is like my realm since I'm actually an introvert. Mm-hmm. I'm only extrovert when I have to be on stage. Right. So, um, for music, uh, how would I do it? You gotta always, like either like you just because you're not performing or you're not in the studio all the time like you you still gotta like exercise that pen,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know. Uh, like I like freestyle. You know, make sure you're you're up to par with yourself. To always like you know you can listen to your old stuff, try to be better than your last song. Mm-hmm. Um, so I listen to beat like I listen to beats here and here and there because I'm I'm all I'm still mentally working so. Right. Just because I can't go everywhere, and um, you know, I still promote uh my music. Um, I mix it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I do, I'm actually into fitness, so I'll mix my fitness with my music. Mm-hmm. So that's why, I like, if you have iTunes and such, you can actually tag your music from a story social in your social media right, and right. tag it in there. So, I always give you something that people might want to look at, but you know, at the same time, you're still listening to my stuff. But like, Okay, it's cool. So, when we're allowed to come back out, get it ready. Um, shooter, if you know somebody, go to the studio on their load. I mean,
0: that's <laughs> <what you're> No, <doing. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> nah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I've tried my best to stay in the house, but there's a certain stuff, you know, I'm like, oh, man. man, I got to do a live, you know, I had to do a live uh, dance class, and I'm like, my house just, just just not enough space. So I had to go to the studio, but it was just me, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I feel like as long as people are being responsible, you know, keeping themselves Mm -hmm. clean, you know, keeping that hygiene together, you know, keeping their distance from people, you know what I'm saying? Just playing it safe, you know, not just doing anything. I've I've seen a couple things on Facebook, like, yo, I'm trying to have a kickback. I'm like, I'm like, bro, (laughs) now you know (laughs) if you throw a kickback, everybody bored. Okay, right. so more than 10 people gonna show up, and there mm-hmm. you go. Corona right. you know what I'm saying? Like right. <laughs> you know, be smart, you know? Um, you're gonna hang out with people, make sure you in one person, man, two people max. You know what right. I'm saying? But no, uh, I, I feel that, I feel that. I, I, That's really dope too, and I I noticed recently, like my music's on TikTok, you know, and I'm a dancer, right, as well right. as an MC. And so like, you know, I, I took one of my tracks and just did like a quick little TikTok dance, little ditty to it and put mm-hmm. it out, but it's like, you know, didn't get that many likes, but it's like, if, if I'd continuously do that, people are like, I keep hearing this song, what is this song, and let me check this out, you know what I'm saying, exactly. so I think it's smart, how do you blend other hobbies that you have or other things that you're interested in with, with you know, the main thing, you know what I'm saying, right. and I think that's, social media is the perfect way to do that, and it's like, people, mm-hmm. right now, attention is gold right now, because ain't nobody shit to do, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And so oh, I, yeah. I think if people use this time wisely being creative, use this time to, you know, meditate, use this time to, to, to f- fix, fix or work on things that they may be lacking in, I think, uh, I think it, it's, it's super important. So I, I, I 100% agree with you, bro. Um, so thank you, thank you for sharing. Sure. Uh, yes sir, yes sir. All right, so I'm down to uh, my last question and then I'll let you go back to hanging out and chilling and relaxing. Um, you know, as you know, Level Up, we are a community organization, um, mm-hmm. you know, really built in the foundation of, like, hip-hop culture. Um, and we look at ourselves as a space for young Black youth, as well as um, musicians, artists, and enthusiasts, um, you know, as a, as a collaborative space where people can truly express themselves um, mm-hmm. holistically, you know. And so that's one of the reasons why I do this podcast is because I feel, um, you know, representation is key. Um, whether that's represent, representation, of, you know, race and ethnicity, age, um, gender, et cetera. Um, there are a lot of people here in the city that are doing really dope, dope stuff. And a lot of young people or marginalized people, they don't, they don't always see themselves in that light. And so um, one of my main questions that I like to ask from people that I have on this show is, you know, if there was a young person watching this podcast or listening to this podcast, um, you know, who you know, wanted to be, you know, get into music, you know, but was just really was unsure what steps to take or, you know, there was things holding them back, you know, or maybe they have another interest and they don't know how to integrate those things. Um, you know, what advice would you give to that young person if that was something that they aspire to do?
1: Um, don't be like me. <laughs> what, I'm, don't be like me right. because I felt like everyone always tells me not to think about it. Don't dwell on it. Mm-hmm. How I not how long it took me to actually get on the stage. Cause I didn't know anybody that like every time there's like a show. I was like, Oh, I didn't know. Oh, why didn't you perform yet? Oh, I don't cause I don't know anybody. Mm-hmm. I would say get somebody that's who knows people about shows, get you set up to an open mic, mm-hmm. take advantage of it. If you want to start, Learn, mm-hmm. um, and there's a lot of things that there's a lot of people around me that's doing things, certain things wrong, like still using lyrics behind on stage. You know? Learn how to, your craft. Learn your craft. You
0: know, yeah, <laughs> I, I sort of add anything in the music scene that pisses me off the most. That is it. I'm like, son, I want to hear you rap, not your recording. Recording is for me to listen to later. Right to hear, I came to hear you. Like, right. it's okay to have, like, your ad-libs in the back, maybe the chorus. I'm totally okay yeah. with that. Because I've run mm-hmm. out of breath, too. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's like, the majority of that time, mm-hmm. it's better be you. Because this is a performance. Right. It's a difference yeah. between a recording and a performance. Completely different. But go ahead. Go ahead, my fault. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like, definitely know your craft. Because
1: mm-hmm. who's going to believe you if you don't know your own stuff? I mean, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh another thing don't do what a lot of are a lot of people in Pittsburgh's downfall when you get a song that's hot or some um don't feel like you on top of the game now, mm-hmm. and you're better than everybody mm. you know be humble, you know stay level headed with everybody you know like that's like i had I dropped the song nobody's favorite people always say, oh yeah, you gonna drop, you gonna play that song, you gonna do that, we gonna drop, you know, I always, but I'm always like, I care about the whole entire set. Mm -hmm. I want every, I always talk to people like, yeah, like, some of the older, younger people, I'll be like, yeah, like I'll see what they did and I'll tell them on the side, like, yo, um, gotta look up, gotta start looking at the the audience. Mm -hmm. They don't believe in you, if you don't, you looking down, they can see that you, you know, so, Cause I used to do it. Mm-hmm. I used to get in trouble for wearing a hat. I used to lose every composition just for having a hat on. Even though I'm looking, I had a hat on. Wow. Um, you know, uh, or I'm not moving around enough. Mm-hmm. So definitely if you're go to a couple shows, you don't even have to perform. Just watch how everybody's doing it mm-hmm. and try to like capitalize that. Listen to your favorite artist. Like my favorite artist is Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. I watch, I used to watch his performances and how he moves around and stay lyrical and try not to lose all his breath right. at the same time. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, right. Right. So I had to learn. So you know, like find someone order, find someone, to find like someone that can actually like lead, like steer you to the right path. So I didn't really have that. So now it's like if it was cool that I'm I'm still learning but I'm also teaching people younger than me
0: right so and and, and, and that way a lot of times you when you when you're working with people that are uh you know coming after you it's like you tend to learn more teaching them you know what i mean like like for me it's like i'll say something so inspirational i'm like damn i should apply that to my own damn life (laughs) you know what i'm saying like i'll say bro i do it all the time i'm like "Man, man i'll look up to you bro i'm like man me too you know, yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> I was going me too. Man. <laughs> no, uh, but man, uh, Jerry, thank you so much uh, uh, for sharing that. I think everything you said uh, is, is definitely 100% true. You know, you know, the biggest takeaway for me is just like being a student, you know, taking that time to, to research, to um, do, do that schoolwork, so to speak, to gain that knowledge in order for you to really bring your best out when it comes to what it is that you want to do. Um, as an artist. So I think that's 100% true. And I appreciate you uh, for sharing that with our audience members. Um, So before we get off, definitely want you to go ahead and plug. Um, But before you plug, Mm -hmm. you rap. And so I was wondering if you could bless the people with a verse, brother. Can you bless the people with a verse, brother?
1: All right. Check. All right. Mr. Miami from a different view. Dreaming by of the shows, all of the interviews. Increasing the riches, watching them play the fool. Breaching the ideals they are accustomed to, huh? First of villainous works on the battlefield. I got a billion perks, I need to mess a steel. Use faith and strength with some wittiness. New place with space with some grittiness. Stain my armor, try to raise my assistance. Got a main harbor wide up, they can't defend us. The power of the industry, they ready to deceive us. Can't preach the words when they don't want to believe us. Got, get right, and amount of setback. Reaching the prize, give them time to caress that. Receiving the love, there's no way to express that. Watching them fake bustings tilt, I intercept that. Uh,
0: check. I you a cup of snacks for that, brother. Thank you so much. Dope, bro. So smooth. So simple. You know what I'm saying? My wife over there is smiling hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> she enjoys that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> all right, but before we get off, uh, go ahead, plug, let the people know. If they want to contact you, they want to work with you, they want to hear your music, let them know where they can find you on all social media stuffs, website, whatever it is that you got, bro. All
1: right, so let's say Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on Must be Dre. M-U-S-T-B-E, D-R-E, and you can find me as DeAndre White. I'm probably like a dude with a hat smiling.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that is exactly what it is. And,
1: and shoot, just hit me up in the DM if you ever want to work. Uh, You can also find me on all um, major platforms as Dre Dior, D-R-E, D-I-O-R,
0: and there you go. Send me up. Right. There we go, family. You heard it. Dre Orr in the building. This has been the Level Up Podcast episode 61, coronavirus edition. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, of course, you can follow your boy, Mario Quinn, at, uh, on all social media platforms, at The Mind of Quinn, as well as okay. www.marioquinn.com. And, of course, my music is out I just dropped two new singles. So that's on iTunes title and all that good stuff. Just type in Mario Quinn, you'll find it. You um, need the and word. Then, and then, uh, please also, please follow us at Level Up Studios uh, at Level Up PGH on social media, um, as well as uh, www.leveluppgh.com. We do have online classes popping off um as we speak uh you know we're we're dealing with this situation as best as we can so we want you to continue to train and continue to learn and vibe with us so definitely uh check us out and uh we just ask that everybody stay safe out there man keep your distance wash your hands wash your butt all right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 all right go, eat, go, your butt. you know please that, I mean, hygiene is everything man clean your booty eat some vegetables you know you um anywho but you got any last words before we get off bro uh, definitely wash your butt. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all, right. all right, family, this has been Level Up Podcast, episode sixty-one. Thank you so very much for joining us. Peace, all all right. you peace. All well, well, gotta give it up. sorry from the bottom, but I climb my way up. Level yeah. up studios, that was all up in my thoughts. So I put it in the pot and I mix it all up. Whoa, well, I feel my business the organic way. I pay